the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. The lines are wide open, so if you have a car question you want to argue with me, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Gil is the one that answers the phone. You don't want to make him mad because he has these fingers that shake. So if you make him mad, when he goes to put you on hold... Something happens and you just disappear. So Gil says hello and Something you can happens. give us a call. Six zero two three one five four three two one. Larry Harker's Auto has been around since 1967. Consider that in 1967, I was about 11 years old. <laughs> and so they've been around a long time. Um, Bob and Ellen own and operate Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. He's one of the best diagnosticians that I've ever met in my life, and I dare say that he's probably better than I am in the diag mode. He is really, really good. And what's really good about him is, is you can throw the gauntlet down in front of him and say, oh, nobody can fix this, and that, he, that'll make him work twice as hard. So if you're up in the 38th Avenue and Indian School Road and you're looking for a place to do oil changes then Larry Harker's a good guy to do all the maintenance on your car. But if you've got one of those cars that intermittently the horn honks and at the same time the radio goes dead, Bob at Larry Harker's Auto can take care of it. All righty, um, folks, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong every once in a while, but there's a certain amount of guys that have my cell phone number and they're not shy about raising their hand and calling me an idiot. Alger called because we had the guy with the 70 Challenger that has a transmission leak. And I said it had a 727 transmission, or at least I thought it did. Alger said it is. it could be a 727 or it could be a 904. Alger, how much would you charge to reseal that transmission on the 90, 70 Challenger? He said it's between five and $600. I said, well, how much is an overhaul? And he goes between eleven and $1,400, depending on what it needs inside. I said, what's the success rate on the reseal? He goes, it depends on where the, re, where the leak is at. But he says most of the time we can stop them from leaking and do a good job. So Alger, it's an a, A&S transmission. He typically does... Um, uh, wholesale work, but he'll take in a, a retail car every once in a while, so you're going to have to wait your turn, and sometimes it's a long wait. So I was right about the 727, but he said it could be a 904 as well, and he gave me some numbers that help you. Now, Goody called me last week, and here was the here was the, the call about. there. We have cars today, folks, that when you pull up to a traffic light, the engine dies. And then when you go to hit the gas, then the engine fires up and you drive away. It has nothing to do with the driver. You don't have to do anything. You apply your brakes, you come to a stop. The engine's dead. And it's a fuel economy thing. So then you get ready to go and you touch the accelerator and it just goes. Well, I had said, and the caller had said that, you know, how much wear and tear is on the starter. There are some that have starters on them, but 
uh, Goody brought up a good point that the computer knows which cylinder has a charge of gas in it. And the computer knows that all it has to do is spark that gas, and then all of a sudden that engine will run. So that's true. That's very, very true. It's a very sophisticated way, and it's kind of hard to figure it out. But let's say you have a V8 motor, and the firing order is one eight six five one one eight four three six five seven two something like that. Anyway, it's eight numbers in a row. One eight four three six five seven two. So if you go to six and five is after it. Um, it knows that six has a full charge. The last thing it did is suck fuel into that cylinder, but the spark plug never ignited it. So when we stop, as soon as I touch the gas, the, the computer goes, send spark to number five. Number five, vroom, and the next one fires up. So the engine just kind of starts up because the computer is going to send spark to a cylinder that's charged with fuel. So usually on direct ignition, that's what happens. So he's right. That happens. So there really isn't a starter motor involved with those of you. Many of you, the majority of you, um, are going to have either a starter or the computer is going to fire the motor up knowing exactly. And, and it does it with the crank and camshaft sensor. So the computer knows exactly where the engine's at every time you shut it off, every time it dies. And to make it die, we just shut the fuel off temporarily or we shut the spark off temporarily, or we uh, whatever, but we just kill the engine. So um, there's plenty of guys that have my cell phone number, and if I do something wrong, um, they're more than willing to let me know. Um, 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. My email address, if you want to use that sometime, is mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. Folks, I have it. I have a repair shop. It's an operating repair shop, but where it is and what we do is is, is insignificant to the show. I'm going to send you to the place that's best suited geographically and for your car. So that's the reason why I don't thump my chest and tell all of you to come to my shop because that's not what this show is all about. 602-508-0960. Let me tell you a story, and it's a true story. Back in 1988... Um, I had called into a radio station, and I said there was a guy on there that was talking about cars, and and I think you could do a better job. And the lady said, you think you can do a better job? I said, yes, ma'am. And she says, well, come in next Saturday. And that's how I got on radio. Now, my mom was an executive for the likes of Phelps Dodge, and mom was a real business-like woman uh, who's passed, passed in 2005. So after I'd been on the radio two or three months or so, mom calls me, and she says, I'm um, on your radio. I've been listening to you, and you sound like S H I T. And I said, "Well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you know, that's what I needed to hear." And she said, "Yeah, you you just need to 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 redo your what you say." And I said, "Well, tell me what I need to redo." She said, "You need to stop thumping your chest and telling everybody how great your shop is." She says, "Why don't you put the caller's interests in front of your own?" She says, don't you have any friends in this city? And I said, yeah, I do, Mom. i got friends all over the city. She says, are they worthy of your recommendation? Yes, Mother, they're worthy of my recommendation. Well, why don't you send somebody? She said, you used to send everybody to 43rd and Bethany Home Road, Bruce. Bruce Automotive. I said, yeah, Bruce is a good. He's not there anymore, by the way, folks. But Bruce was a great guy, and he knew how to fix cars. She says, well, you need to start sending people to a shop that's closer to them. People from Surprise and Fountain Hills and Desert Ridge are not going to drive all the way to South Tempe to, to go to your shop. Besides that, it just sounds real self-serving. 
and I got to go. So she hung up before I could really say anything <laughs> that I wanted to say. But that's exactly where that got started. So from the early 90s, I've never said this name of my show or my shop, except every once in a while somebody will say, I'm from Ahwatukee, I'm from South Tempe, and I'll say, do you have any other shop? And they say no, and I say, okay, well, I, I appear to be the closest shop, da, 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 da. And that's how it works. So I'm not here to thump my chest. My mother made sure of that. I'm not here to have you come to my shop. I'm here to direct you to the very best shop in town. And uh, and, and if it's in your geographical area, then I'll do my best to do that. Speaking of good shops, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-plus rated shop, and he's staffed by some of the best diesel techs that, that are around. They are dedicated to providing best service, and they get the job done right the first time. They also are die-hard diesel service repair and parts guys. They work on foreign domestic light diesel trucks. That's important, light diesel trucks. So Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Mercedes of the of the uh, vintage, you know, that has a diesel truck in the light truck division. So this isn't a big truck place. They're located at, at south of I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road in North Scottsdale. They're open Monday through Friday, but they also sell parts 24 hours a day on their website. So you can stop by Strictly Diesel Service and Repair website, and you can look to see what kind of cold air kits they have or what kind of this or what kind of injectors they have, that kind of stuff. They're a good place for that. 602-508-0960. Um, we don't have anybody calling in. Gil? Are you there, Gil? Oh, boy. Yes, Mark, go ahead. Oh! Whew. Do we have anybody calling in? Oh, the in? lines are open. Oh, the lines are open. Gil says the lines are open. 602-508-0960. It's getting kind of lonesome around here, Gil. 602-508-0960. Okay, here comes a car story. Lady comes into the shop the other day. And um, and she's having a tough time with a language barrier. And we have my daughter and my son at the front counter. And they're, they're asking her questions. And they understand she's very, very fragile, fr- fra- frazzled. So they're thinking maybe she has an overheat or maybe her tire her, has a flat tire and stuff. So they walk out and they look at her car and everything looks fine. So finally the lady says, meow. So they quiet down. And they can hear meows coming from the car. So they look underneath, and there's no cat. So they drive around to the bay. They lift up in the air, and there's a big panel called a splash shield underneath the transmission. So they take all the bolts out and drop it down in the panel, and there's three kittens in the panel. So at this particular point, the entire shop is over there looking at these three kittens. And, of course, and, and these kittens couldn't have been 24 hours old. I mean, they were brand new. Of course, I'm not a veterinarian, but I just tell you, everybody there thought they were born in the last 10 minutes, but we're going to say in the last 24 hours. So anyway, the, 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 our staff was <laughs> bidding for the, for the animals. My daughter, who runs the operation, said, no, we're not taking the cats. You're not taking the cats. And she says to the lady, you know, can you take them back to where you work? She said, I, I work across the street at Honeywell. And she says, well, and, and I guess we did get through that, but she puts him back in a box in the car and she says well maybe the mother's there and if not take it home so anyway the language barrier we were able to overcome that and this is what i said to my daughter this is what i was concerned about so this just gives you how mark how sick mark thinks i talked to andy and i said well, okay what happened next and da 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 that's great she says okay she says any other questions and i said yeah did you charge her and there's this long silence and she goes 
you would you have wanted me to charge her? And I said, I'm hoping you said no. I'm hoping you didn't charge her a rack fee or anything. And then he goes, we didn't. She says, I got this, Dad. And I said, okay. I just wanted to know if you charged her. I'm really proud that you didn't charge her. Okay, who's on the phone? We can just say hi, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, Al. Al, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi there, young man. Um, hi there. I've been trying to get a hold of you for about three or four weeks with this, but uh, I'll make it quick. Okay. Uh, there was an article in the Republic, the cars section, and it's dated January 20th. You might want to take a quick look at it, but it's okay. about one of your favorite subjects, car warranties. Yeah. Okay. I want to read one short paragraph about it. Okay. Now, we're going to hold on to you until after the break because I'm 20 seconds away from my 17 mark. So uh, that's okay. We're going to do this, and and then we're going to talk about all the news coverage down in Maricopa where that unlucky Circle K had a bunch of water in the in the gas and and what the news coverage said that had me leap out of my chair and use bad words. 602-508-0960. We'll be back in three. The Seth Leapson Show, where the most important voices speak. Our good friend, William J. Bennett. Congratulations. I look forward to coming on again. Friend and scholar, Heather MacDonald. Thank you, as always, for having me on, Seth, and you're absolutely right. John Hinderocker from the Powerline blog. Great to be with you. Thank you, Seth. To me, the finest man in public service, Bill Montgomery. Thank you very much, Hello, Seth. Mark Thanks for the conversation. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Anytime right. you want me on the show, I'm here. <laughs> Thank so you. Thank you. Talk. Weekdays from Jerry. 3 to 6 on 960 The Patriot. Hello, we have I'm Greg Don, May, owner D-O-N. of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating Don, our workmanship, we our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional Tim, customer we service. Less. We are blessed L-E-S. to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. I'm Gil. We have ethical, so loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are iCar certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your yes. repairs meet or exceed industry standards. I'll get you back our technicians are truly I'll, part of I'll our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Listen to America's 401k show every Saturday at 9 p.m. here on 960 The Patriot, presented by Estate Preservation Advisors. Scott Bird, founder and president of Estate Preservation Advisors, is a certified senior advisor and a graduate of Tufts University in economics. Scott has been an annuity and life specialist assisting retirees for over 15 years. Let Scott help you plan for your future. Call today, 480-385-2800-480-385-2800. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. 
Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. So we're back now, and let me just do some real quick business. Action Auto Repair is at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom owns Action Auto Repair. Tom's a good guy. He's a friend of mine. We have the same thought process about everything except raising kids, and that has nothing to do with car repair. So he's been around and in that particular, the Deer Valley area, since 1983. So he does everything from oil changes to engine swaps. He does everything from oil leaks to air conditioning systems and everything in between. And he has a master BMW technician. So if you have a BMW and you want an alternative to the shop you're probably at, then Action Auto on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley is a good place to go. Okay, we're going to go back to Al. Al, you were going to read a section out of the newspaper. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, the title of the article was How to Cancel an Extended Car Warranty. Okay. And it was dated January 20th. Thought it might interest you. But anyway, this one short paragraph. Consumer reports calling extended warranties an expensive gamble. Found the median price for coverage was just over $1,200. The results of the 13th survey, its most recent, showed that 55% of owners who purchased an extended warranty didn't use it and those who did use it spent hundreds more for the coverage than they saved in repair costs on average. That's the paragraph. Yep, yep, you're right. Everything you said is right. This is what I've been saying for years and years and years. It's a situation you said $1,200. We've seen them north of that a lot. One of the sinful things that's done is they sell you a new car. The shop sells you a new car. Whoever sells you a new car. Now, you have a three-year warranty. They sell you the warranty telling you this will kick in after the three years. Now, why would you let somebody keep your money for three years and not have any benefit from it, and then all of a sudden that thing kicks in at the end of your first warranty? Folks, when, when we have a car in for an aftermarket warranty, First of all, they want all your maintenance records. The other day, they canceled a lady's coverage on her radiator because she hadn't had her transmission service done uh, at the appropriate time. And I said to this this guy who had his pants on his head, I said, explain to me what the relationship is between the, the transmission and the radiator that would cause you to void the warranty on the radiator you're supposed to put in. And he goes, well, the transmission has fluid that goes through the radiator, and the radiator is an integral part of cooling the transmission fluid off, or cooling the transmission fluid. And I said, that's not what we got on our plate. We got a bad radiator. It's leaking coolant. The transmission cooler that's inside the radiator is just fine. He says, nope, she hasn't kept up on her maintenance. We're not going to cover the radiator. And I said, that's got to be the stupidest reason. I'll bet your mother hit you in the head with a frying pan at one time in your life, and then he hung up on me. But here's another thing is they won't pay for Freon. They won't pay sales tax, shop supplies, and environmental charges. And then they want us to keep the car for a couple of days while they have something shipped in from Mexico or Costa Rica or Japan. And then they want me to install their part, and then they want me to warranty their part. So the warranty is now through you, Mr. Salem, because you installed it. No, it isn't. I didn't make a dime on it. You sent the part. 
does the customer get a rental car for three days? No, that's not in their policy. I can give you story after story how how they just take advantage of people and they never do what they say. People have this in, crazy idea that they're going to break down and they're just going to write a check. Sometimes you have to wait two days for a guy to show up to look at the car, and when you do, you recognize him as the auto mechanics teacher from a school that you went to high school with, and he wasn't any smarter now than he was back in 1972. And he's the one that's going to draw the line on what you're going to cover and whatnot. Oh, boy, Al, you wound me up bad, and I'm going (laughs) to hang up on you now. All right. (sighs) Jerry, you're up next. Good morning, Mark. I've got a Dodge Durango, a 2009. Okay. And I've noticed oil consumption, and when I can get it down to about 500 miles before I need to add a quart. But and I've done this on three separate occasions where I've done this, and I'll replace the um, PCV valve, uh-huh. and the oil consumption almost, I mean, it goes Let's say it goes to the point where it doesn't consume anywhere near as much oil anymore. Okay, I can, I can fix get it almost for you. 1,200 miles. What's I can fix deal? it. Okay, well, okay. the PCV valve is the positive crankcase ventilator. It sucks on one side of the engine, and its job is to suck, to suck the fumes from inside the engine and burn them again. Okay, that's what the PCV valve is. Now, think about this. Gotcha. I got a vacuum cleaner hooked up to your engine. It's running. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a vacuum cleaner hooked up. Don't I have to have fresh air coming in? So I have to have what we call cross flow? Yep. Okay. okay. Now, if the fresh air port is plugged, then I'm going to suck hard on the motor, but there's no hole on the other end. So I'm going to suck the oil out of your car. So on the somewhere in that system, is this a V8 on your car or a six-owner or what? It's a V8. Okay, the PCV valve will be on one side, and on the other side, there'll be a hose that goes to the air filter or something like that. And then you take the top of the air filter off, and inside of there is a piece of foam or some kind of a filter. So the first thing you want to do is make sure the hole in the valve cover is okay, because the fresh air goes into the air cleaner. From there, it gets filtered again. Then it's sucked into the passenger side of the car. That fresh air goes all the way through the car and hits the vacuum cleaner on the driver's side of the engine, and then it burns it again. So most of the time when you have a PCV valve uh, or you have a problem with a PCV valve or you have an oil consumption problem, as you well described, which is, by the way, I don't get that kind of description very often, then the other side, you need to work on the other side. So you can put a new PCV valve in it, but you've got to work on the airflow on the other side of the motor. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Uh, but I've replaced the PVC valve three separate times, and the same things happen. Well, you don't so, understand. I, it's not the PCV okay. valve. Okay, it's, I understand it's, it's, it's the whole flow. Okay. But I don't... Okay, but what got me on the whole thing was, I guess my brain wasn't making the connection completely that... Uh, I'm thinking something was clogging the PCV valve. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. Well, if you take it off and you shake it and it goes click, 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 then um, it, it's it's loose and it's working. Okay. So anyway, I, I you know, I, I, I can only tell you that. You, 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 the thing you said to me was, is after I put a new PCV valve, everything's okay for some period of time. Well, I'm eliminating engine blow-by. I'm eliminating bad rings. I'm eliminating internal pressure because of what you said. So I don't want to talk about all that kind of stuff because what you said is related to the PCV valve, and you've put three of them in there, which is the definition of insanity. 
I'm saying, I want you to look on the other side of the system. I think your problem's there. So I don't think it has anything to do with the PCV valve. I think it has to do with the fresh air in, intake port. Anyway, Jerry, got to move on. Don, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, man, I have a couple questions for you. Okay. Um, I have a 2007 and a half, I guess it matters, because it's the new body style, the Chevrolet 2500. Okay. Um, the, and I keep getting a, the engine light for, like, the gas, the gas cap. What's that yeah. called? The um, evaporative system. The evaporative system. So I place the gas cap, and then it goes off, and then it came back on. And then I started to notice that my cruise control intermittently decides not to work also. Okay. Are those – but is that a vacuum thing? Is that something that – are they connected at all? Or Okay. Well, I just noticed uh, when that light came on that they both stopped working. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know the answer to that, though. but to chase that um, is going to be chasing your tail. The answer to your question is available after you fix the evaporative system or after okay. you fix the cruise control. So if you fix the evaporative leak and then you turn around and, and Jerry sa- or, uh, Don says, oh, cruise control's fixed, then you know one fixed the other. But to go in there with the idea that there's a relationship is not a proper diagnostic f- function. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to fix problems one at a time. So we could go in and do your 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 cruise control and find out where it's at. But here's the deal: the, your evaporative system in your 07, we're going to suck the fumes off the tank. Okay, right. so it does have a vacuum operated system. So if you lose vacuum in that system and you create a vacuum leak, then then you're going to have an a engine code for a lean condition. The O2 sensor screaming lean, and you're going to have a rough idle. And you didn't say anything about that. So the only relationship between the two is there's probably vacuum that helps operate the servo that throttles you up, and there could be vacuum, there is going to be vacuum somewhere in that evaporative system. But again, you can answer the question after you fix one or both of those. I I can't answer the question. I can't answer that. But I will answer your question that says, yes, there is vacuum. Normally, there's vacuum related to both sources. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Life is filled with ups and downs, elevators, gas prices, plunging stocks, and rising interest rates. Through all of the market uncertainty, one thing is very clear. With property values steadily rising and new 2018 tax laws eliminating the credit line and second mortgage deductions, now is a great time to refinance your existing home mortgage. Consolidate your first and second mortgages into one new loan that is tax deductible. Steve Oswald with Finance of America Mortgage, same company, new name, has been advising clients for over 20 years on the complicated mortgage process. 
With tax laws changing and all of life's ups and downs, it's more important than ever to choose an experienced mortgage banker who can help you make an informed decision. Call Steve Oswald from Finance of America Mortgage. Same company, new name, 602-266-5665. That's 602-266-5665. SteveOswald.Mortgage. SteveOswald.Mortgage. Equal housing lender, MLO 182922. NMLS 1071. AZBK 0910184. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Uh Uh-uh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Thirty-four minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We got open lines available, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Let me clear up a mess I made. Al, Al called in and he read us a paragraph from the uh, car section of the newspaper about extended warranties. He felt it was necessary to call back and say that he was on my side on that, which makes me I know that he took offense to what I said thinking that he was for warranties. That's not the case. I didn't mean it to be that way. I understood that Al was saying, look at this, and that coincides with what Mark says. Um, so, Al, I apologize. I know I knew you were on my side, but I didn't do a good job of not beating you up over you reading the thing about warranties. So I apologize for that. Tim, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for taking the call. I've got a 2004 Chevy Silverado 3500. It's the Duramax. Uh, 231,000 miles. I've got original brakes on it. Um, when I get when the tires come off to do a rotation, I, I look at the pads, and the pads are still super thick. But I'm getting a pulsating in the in the um, brake pedal. Okay. If I replace if I replace the rotors. Um, and keep the original pads, which still have, the, you know, substantial 
amount of pad there. Is that a, is there a drawback to that? Well, um, first of all, we need. Is it got rear disc too? Uh, yes, I believe okay. so. So we got to kind of make sure that it's coming from the front end of the car, and I'm going to assume that you feel like it is. Um, it, the second thing is, is putting new rotors on at this particular point is a very expensive jump. Those rotors can be $200 a piece. So I want you to, to here, you don't have a dial indicator by chance, do you? I do. Oh, well then take the wheel off and uh, put the dial indicator against the rotor. And then with the screwdriver or your hands, rotate the rotor. And the rotor should be firmly attached to the car, and it should not need the wheel to hold it firm. But if it does, then take the wheel off, put the lug nuts back on the rotor, and just rotate it. And I don't want to see 30, 40 thousands gap, or 34, 30 to 40 thousands worth of run out. I, was ho- I would hope we'd be down in the 10,000 plus or minus range. So I think it's not going to be the pads. And I, I, I think you said 231,000 miles, you've never done the brakes? Never have. It's incredible. Okay. Well, you got to be driving to your girlfriend's house in Montana every time you drive that thing because, you know, you, you hold a world record in my – and I'm not doubting you. Don't misunderstand. That's an awesome number. That just tells me you do lots and lots of highway driving. So I think what you really need to do is is you really need to find out which rotor's warped and just fix that one, which would be machine it. Now, you could take the rotor off and have it machined, but we also have some pretty fancy pieces of equipment where we just take the caliper off and we grind the rotor. So we can grind it where it lives. Now, last but not least, I want you to take the caliper off both fronts and slide the rotor off the studs. Are you with me so far? Yes, sir. Then I want you to flip and look at the back of the rotor and the face of the hub. If there's any dirt or mud in there, I need those two pieces, that back of the rotor and the face of the hub, I need them to match perfectly. I can't have a booger in there because if I have a booger in there, when I slide the rotor on, it's going to be warped. I'm going to have a high and a low spot. Does that all make sense to you? Um, explain one more time. I lost you somewhere there. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, just in the point of, uh, when you take the when you take the caliper off. Yeah, just take the caliper off because you can't get the rotor off with the caliper on. Okay, gotcha. So you're just okay. going to take the caliper off and set it over to the side. Then you're going to slide the rotor off. Got it. And at the back of the rotor, the front of the hub, we clean that out real good with compressed air and a piece of sandpaper. Put it back on. Put your rotor back on. Then put your caliper back on. Don't don't bleed the caliper. Don't mess with the caliper. Just take it off and set it aside. And you're okay. going to leave the hose on it too, right? You're going to leave the hose on it. On the caliper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I won't. Okay. I'll, I'll move that. All righty. Um, well, good. I, I have I have two more questions, if I may ask. Okay. Be quick. Okay. First, uh, next one is uh, when I go to defrost, I don't get any air blowing out on the windshield. Okay. You know, like when there's ice in the windshield, I I just uh, won't. Uh, it won't blow anything up okay. upwards. Is that one of those little plastic motors? Well, it could very well be that. I don't know what system you have because your truck's an 04. But um, I know that I want you to picture an up, a Y, and we got, you know, we got the bottom of the Y is the air coming out. And so we got cold air in on the top and hot air in, and that's called the mixer, and that's where we mix it. But then we also send it to one of three places. We send it to defrost, center vent, or floor. 
So what I want you to do is, is I want you to go out and practice and make sure what we have of those three. Can you send it to the floor? All to the floor. Can you send it to the dash? All to the dash, which means at the dash, it's not coming out of the defrost and it's not coming out of the floor. Then you go to defrost, and if the air is not coming out of the defrost, then where's it coming from? But that's that's not an easy fix. On a 1 to 10 scale, it's a number 6 in the labor, maybe number 7, depending on where the problem's at. But it's going to be some electronic motor or one of the doors is stuck shut, so it's going to be something in that area. But I want you to, when you when you go into the repair shop, I want you to be armed with more than just you know, I don't have defrost, so I've given you a process that's going to save you some some diagnostic money. If you can say, dash gives me only dash and not defrost and not floor. Floor gives me only floor but not defrost, or um, it gives me only floor and nothing out of the center vents or dashboard, we call it, or the uh, defrost. So if you do that, then that helps the, the guy, you know, figure out what's the matter with it. you got one more question. i got to take a break when we come back, but Les, you hang on. I'm going to give Don Tim one more question, and then you're up. We'll be back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday from Israel, our guest will be Joshua Haston, the international spokesman for Gush Etzion. His topic will be the controversy of the coming Israeli election and how it might affect the impending Trump peace proposal. Don't miss this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Force Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Forty-three minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. I got a little business to take care of, folks. It's really unusual for a shop to be under the same family for years and years and years. But since 1982, in Sun City, Auto Dynamics has been under the same ownership. 
They're family-owned and operated. They're proud because they have quality service, good technicians. They're not paid a commission or a percentage of a repair bill. Therefore, they don't sell you unnecessary parts or repairs because they're just too doggone busy. So if you're in Sun City, the oldest shop under the same family is Auto Dynamics, and they're on the north side of Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. Okay, you got one more uh, one more question there, Tim. Thank you very much. Um, uh, it's got the Allison transmission at 75000 um, I had it, uh, uh, the oil changed over at Tri-City. They did a great job. Those are great guys there. Um, I'm closer now to Strictly Diesel. Um, they offer a, a trans flush with the uh, BG BG product, which I think is that stuff is great, but maybe you have a different opinion there. But by doing a total flush, am I am I safe in doing that? Yeah, yeah, at seventy five thousand miles, right? Uh, no, this is uh, I got two hundred thirty one thousand on it now, but at seventy at seventy five thousand, I did a flush. Okay, um, well, I wouldn't. First of all, um, don't say the name of the shop anymore. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, don't say the name of the shop because that's um, – uh, I wouldn't have done it that way. Uh, at 75000 I would have pulled the pan and done the filter, the spin-on filter, and, and done the pan. I would want to look inside the pan for broken snap rings or excessive aluminum, excessive brass, um, excessive clutch wear, that kind of stuff. Then I'd want to do the flush. So I want to go in there and look at the pan first. So I don't know about flushing it. Strictly Diesel certainly is capable of doing that. I'm not an additive guy, but I've got a lot of shops that I respect that are additive guys. So it's just something that, you know, they like Vaveline and I like Chevron. Uh, they like uh, Michelins and I like Toyos, that kind of stuff. That's okay, but I don't sell BG products. Um, I, I, I don't sell BG products, but I'm sure that Strictly Diesel, uh, you need to call them and just say, can you flush my entire transmission? And tell them you had the filter uh, and the pan pulled the last time, and just see what they what they charge you for. Um, you're going to use a synthetic fluid in there. It's going to cost you a bunch of money, and most of us use clear hoses on our pull and push machines, so we see the brown coming in and we see red going out, and that's a good thing. So when the red when the brown stops coming out, that means we flush the whole transmission and we disconnect everything. So yeah, strictly diesel would be a great place to do it. And if they want to use an, a cleaning additive or some kind of a transmission additive, that's between you and him. But Nate's a good guy, so he'll do whatever you want. Let's go to Les. Les, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, um, I got an oil question on a '73 Ford Ranchero with a 351. Uh, did oil change with 2040 extended mile oil? And now my oil pressure, when I first turn it on and it's cold, it goes to 50, 55 PSI, stays there no matter what the speed. But once it gets warm, I see about 15 PSI at idle and up about 25 to 30 PSI cruising at about 2,000 RPM. Okay. It's just normal. That's what you're two, describing is normal. That's normal? Yeah. I thought yeah. the 15 was low. No. No. Think about this. Zero is, is slow. In order oh. for you to have 15, you've got re the appropriate restriction. Now, it, you'd okay. be surprised, but don't tell anybody this, but some of the newer model cars actually run lower than that because they have water as oil. <laughs> so okay. any oil pressure is fine. I would not worry about it at all. Plus, what kind of car was this? A 73 Ranchero. Okay. 
first of all, seventy thousand. Okay, first of all, it's a Ford. We shouldn't be talking about this because, you know, I'm, I'm going to tease you, right? You know, I'm going to tease you. I knew that. Okay. okay. Um, I think what I would do is is I'd probably borrow or rent an oil pressure gauge from somebody. I'd pull out the oil pressure switch, which I think is going to be on the driver's side near the filter. So plug that manual gauge in and go drive it and watch the manual gauge. It usually comes with a six-foot hose. You bring it through the crack of the hood, across the windshield wiper, and pull it inside. Sometimes I just tape it to the outside of the windshield so I can see it. But really and truly, um, I wouldn't be concerned about 15 pounds of oil pressure, especially when you're using 2040. Now, let me explain. It flows like a 20 weight when it's cold. It does not go from water to peanut butter. It's the properties of the oil. So it flows like a 20 weight when it's cold and a 40 weight when it's hot. Your okay. old ranchero is not used to 20 weight, but really and truly, if all you is the lowest number you got is 15, move on. Take your wife to dinner or your girlfriend, one or the other. Okay. All righty. Thank you. You bet. No you. Thanks. You, Brett, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Uh, first time caller, but I've been listening to you for probably since you first started in radio. Love your show. Uh, Thank you. The, those uh, got, guys mentioned that at a radio show, they must be really idiots to have lost you. But <laughs> in, 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 And plus the guys that are talking over there about cars are not you're just about as bad. But anyway, um, so I have a 07 Toyota Tundra that I've got um, tire pressure warning on my dash, and I've uh, topped off the tires a couple times and checked it couple more times in the last month or so and can't get that light to go off and i guess i'm assuming that one of my sensors in my tires is bad and wondering how i find out which one it is my tires are fairly new so um it's going to cost me money to remove the tires and check the sensor what do you think no 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 we have equipment that we just walk around your tires and talk to the sensors Uh, how long ago did you have the new tires put on Oh, maybe about a year ago, but I don't have a lot of miles on the truck. All right. Well, if it was a week ago, I would say go back to the shop because Salem and my staff have broken TPS, tire pressure monitors, inside the car when we change tires, inside the wheel when we change tires. It's this box on the back side of the valve stem, and if, you, if, you're, yep. if you're not paying attention, you're going to break it, and, and then the customer comes back a week or three weeks later, and you go in there and it's broken. So, and, and you leave that door open. If it's broken, I'll pay for it. If it's not, you pay for it. We just walk around and talk to each one of them. And, cool. and then okay. we, we'll figure out, you don't have to take the tire apart. You don't have to do anything. You're just going to have somebody with the appropriate equipment to walk around and talk to the sensors or listen to the sensors. It could be in or out, but that's how gotcha. you do it. In your case, you just have one light that says tire pressure low, yes? Uh, well, I, yeah, I've got one sensor. Yeah, you're correct. So I don't know which tire it is. Exactly. And so in that particular case, I would take all of them up five and see what happens. And then I'll I'd take all uh, go up ten and go down ten from where you're at, oh, and let's okay. just see if one of them's out of range. But if it comes on and it's this, you know, you only have one light on that old of a car. So if it right. comes on, then we know it's going to be a bad sensor because you took them ten up and ten down. So you put a twenty a psi swing in there and you still have the problem. So, you know, you just be glad you don't own a Ford because we replace those about every week. So your Tundra should be okay. <laughs> I love this Tundra, and no problems at all in the over 10 years I've had it. So, no, the, a great the, truck. The, the Toyota makes a wonderful truck, 
a wonderful truck. They always have since the 20R motor when I worked on cars yeah. 100 years ago. That was, that was so my first truck. Yeah, so it's there's no problem there. Well, anyway, thank you very much. All righty. Um, let me let me talk real quick about this thing out in Maricopa. It it was like the first story on all the news people, and they had people standing out there in front of the Circle K, and they were standing next to the lid of the underground tank. And you know, this gas station has a bunch of water in it. There's cars broke down from here to Los Angeles. And they point to the, you know, the lid on the ground, and they've got water in their fuel tanks, and people are breaking down it, and it's it's thousands of dollars worth of repair. And Circle K saying, you know, we'll we'll work with you, and all this other kind of stuff. Oh gosh, obviously there was no expert involved in that. Let me explain. If you aspirate liquid water into your engine you're going to cause significant damage. There's no question about that. Water doesn't compress. Neither does liquid gasoline. But on everything that's fuel-injected, and that's really from the middle of the 90s, everything that's fuel-injected takes gasoline and sprays it in like hairspray. Okay, It atomizes the gasoline, and it makes these ever-so-small particles, and they spray it into the car. Well, they do the same thing with water. <laughs> And so the repair is simple. You take it to the garage, tow it to the garage. The guy empties the fuel tank. Sometimes you take the fuel tank out and pour it out. Sometimes you just stick a big pump inside there. You lift the nose of the car up, shove all the fuel to the back of the tank, suck it all out, put it in in what we call an environmental drum. At that particular point, you drop it down, you replace the fuel filter, you fill it up with 10 gallons of gas, you start it up and you go drive it. And it'll be fine. 99 times out of 100, it'll be fine. Now, one time out of 100, there'll be a miss or a problem. Now, if the spark plug is really hot and we put water on it, then it's like a bulb. I don't know how many of you have ever been as dumb as I am, but I remember one time I had a hot light bulb in my hand, and I thought (laughs) it wouldn't burn me if I cooled it off, stick it in cold water. It blew up the light bulb instantaneously, scared me, and then all of a sudden I had wet my pants, and I was just a little boy, and I was banned for two reasons. Number one, I just wet my pants. Number two, I knew my dad or mom was going to be mad at me for breaking a light bulb. The fact of the matter is, is that there's just no big deal. This happens a lot. People put the wrong gasoline in their diesels, and that's the same process. That can be anywhere, forget the diesel stuff, the gasoline car can be anywhere on the low side of two or $300 and on the high side, five or six, but it's not thousands of dollars. But that opens up the door. We all know there's people out there that are going to put f- two or three gallons in their tank. They're going to say they paid cash. Of course, that won't work because Circle K has cameras. But they're going to say, and they, they have a major problem in their car, and they're going to blame, blame it that the air conditioning compressor went bad, and it's got to be water in the tank. So it's just a really, it was one of the sad days for news, and I was zipping through channels to see if they were all saying the same thing. So as you can imagine, if the segment's like a minute and a half long, I only got to like three channels before I ran out of time. But the idea is is that it's just crazy for for the news media to set that example because everybody who's had any kind of problem at all is now going to appear at Circle K's doorstep, and hopefully they hired experts to help them sift through all that stuff. Do we have a caller, Gil? Yes, we do. Say hello to Bob. Bob, good morning to you. What What's on your mind? Hi, Mark. My wife's got a 2015 Equinox, and I changed the oil myself. I use full synthetic, and I use those Fram Ultra 
synthetic filters and they say they're worn, you know, 20,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's okay to just change the filter? You know, I change it when it's got about 5%. He's got about 7,000 miles usually. So if I just change the filter every other oil change, I um, think it's okay. How much does that filter cost? 850 Okay. How much is just the cheapest one cost? Three bucks? You can get one on Rock Auto for a dollar. <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't okay. put one of those in my car. All right. But, see, this is exactly what they hope. We got Bob, and we got the hook in him. We're going to sell him a premium oil filter, and it's going to be embedded with diamonds and gold. And we're going to use camel urine to help clean the oil as it goes through the filter. And and it's going to last forever, but change it every time you do it or change it once in the middle of while you do it because it's really a good thing. And that is all BS. You, I'm telling you unequivocally that every fuel f- or every oil filter that's sold in the United States probably comes from one of two companies. So all they do is paint the shell differently and put it in a different box. Let me change your question. Mark, do you have some expensive cars? Yes, I do. I have a Corvette that's a twin turbo. I have a Camaro with a blower on it. Then I have a Dodge truck that's pretty raunchy. Anyway, Mark, what kind of filters do you put in it? The cheapest ones I can find. Well, Mark, aren't you scared you're going to cost you an engine? No, I'm not. Well, does this new fancy-dancy oil filter that's impregnated with camel urine, doesn't that do a better job? I don't care that it's going to do a better job. What's What my my cheap oil filter is doing just a fine job because I'm running 200,000 miles on my car as well. And if the filter didn't filter, I probably wouldn't make it that long. I don't agree that you change the filter you're not changing the filter. I think that's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea to have a super fancy filter. I think you should just continue to change your oil as you should, and I think you should do the oil filter, and I think you should think about getting rid of the idea that your car's going to love you more if you put a fancy dancy filter in it. And that's the that's the, that's how they create that. That they create the perception that your car's gonna love you more so it won't break down as often if you give me premium oil, premium gas, and premium filters. And and that's just not true. I've got people that over service their cars and I still put radiators, I still put spark plugs, I still do hoses and belts, I still do windshield wiper motors on those cars. So the car's not going to love you anymore, but it's okay if me if you do the fancy filter, but I wouldn't take, if there's a warranty with the filter, I certainly wouldn't take liberties with that warranty. So you make sure you do what they say if you want their warranty and document it as well. Okay, my name is Mark Salem, and I'm at Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark Salem's my website. You can go in there and look at FAQs. You can go in there and look at the best car repair shops. And our FAQs are questions we've had on the radio since 1988. So I've kept specific track of all the questions, and I've done my best to answer them on our FAQs. Please wear your seatbelt. Please drive safely. And if somebody does something nice for you, like let you in, open up your driver's window and wave at him and say thank you. God bless all of you, and drive safe. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.